Hello, this is Rob Payne with RSVP Northern Virginia, and welcome to our newest RSVP Northern Virginia podcast. Today we are at the beautiful but wet campus of George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia, and it's my pleasure we're speaking with Dr. Kristen Southers. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Thanks so much for being here. You want to talk a little bit about what you do, and uh, we're here talking about the Mason Music and Memory Initiative. Mason Music and Memory was born out of a national program uh, called Music and Memory. That's the headquarters is located in New York, Um, and that program began in 2008 when a social worker named Dan Cohen um, noticed a need for non-pharmacological interventions for people with moderate to severe dementia. Um, And his idea was to use personalized music to relieve the symptoms of dementia. So personalized means um, songs that are special and meaningful to the person with dementia. So rather than just playing music from the 60s, um, we go into the, the facility and find out what songs were special to this person. And it brings a very unique form of symptom relief to the person. George Mason got involved in the program a few years back and we've done a pilot study um, here in Northern Virginia, but now we're about to expand the program. To across the entire state of Virginia? Across the entire state, yeah. Now, specifically, some of the, you, you work with several places, and one of the places you work with in Northern Virginia is another one of our RSVP partners, Insight Memory Care. Yes in Fairfax. And could you talk a little bit about how that came to be? And I believe their director is also part of your team. Yeah. Insight has been a wonderful partner um, to Music and Memory for the last few years. Um, It was actually uh, one of the first places we did our pilot programming. And um, Christy Clark, the director, is actually one of our team members and is helping to develop the statewide project right now. And for those of you who uh, aren't totally caught up on Inside Memory Care, it's the only dementia-specific daycare center in the D.C. metro area and is still, as of today, the only day health center in Northern Virginia with programs uh, with people in the later stages of dementia. Now, your program works with, uh, you said, how, we were before we started talking, how many different forms of dementia are there? You, you said There's at least 70 different diseases that can cause dementia. And, and people think least. of Alzheimer's, but it's a lot, lot wider lot than that. Wider, and, right. and, and so um, describe a little bit again, so everyone understands what we're talking about. Dementia is a, a disease which which slowly robs your memory, and it starts in current time and then slowly goes backwards? Correct. So most people who suffer from dementia experience short-term memory loss in the early stages. So um, can't finding, not being able to find your keys, most people have trouble with that. I have trouble with that. Um, but short-term memory loss refers to more like... Um, inability to remember names of loved ones, Um, short-term memories or where was I yesterday. Um, Now, as the disease progresses, it goes into deeper, more long-term memories of not being able to recognize loved ones. And that's where it becomes more moderate to severe. In the most severe cases, um, people are unable to feed themselves, uh, unable to take care of their own daily needs. And currently, uh, there, there. While there's research, a lot of research being done on Alzheimer's and dementia, there is no cure. So, uh, what we're looking to do right now, what you're looking to do right now, is to more manage, make it more manageable for not only the patient but the families. Yes, for the caregivers as well as too. 
How far back on a typical patient, and I know they're, they're, that, that, that's, a, that's a broad term, or, but on a typical patient, how far back do you go music? Or, or like if, if we're talking about a, a baby boomer, for instance, someone between the ages of, I don't know, 55 and 70, how many decades back are we usually talking the music that, that's going to, 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 to help them? Well, what's most interesting is it's really the music of um, people's youth that they that stimulates the most response. Um, the people at um, the national program, Music and Memory, um, have cited science saying that it's the music that resonates the most is between the ages of ten and fifteen, hmm. um, which is sort of interesting and not quite what I would expect, but. So, yeah, so in a lot of people's cases, it might have been what their older brothers or sisters were playing, not necessarily if they were listening to to, to nursery rhymes or whatever. whatever. Uh, Now, um, when you you all go into these different centers, uh, it's not live music per se, but it's actually... on, on iPods and, 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 right. and, and iPads, et cetera. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yes, we use um, MP3 players and we create personalized playlists. So what we'll do is we'll go in and we'll talk to the family and find out what songs were most meaningful for this person. So I'll use my own father as an example. He um, would have really enjoyed Broadway show tunes. He would have likely have remembered his own wedding song. Um, those types of music were all things from his very early youth and um, songs that would have stimulated some form of symptom relief if we had done that. Um, But what we do is we make personalized playlists on um, each MP3 player and everybody has their own MP3 player they use. And um, the the direct care workers who take care of people in facilities um, can use the music to soothe symptoms of agitation, depression, um, it can help with wandering, Anything, any behavior that's difficult to deal with in, in late stages of dementia um, can be helped by music. That's amazing. And, and you were saying earlier before we, before we started the podcast that they can actually reduce the amount of pharmaceuticals a patient might need. Yeah, specifically, um, we're looking at specifically whether it can reduce the use of antipsychotic medications, which um, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid in 2012 issued a, um, a release saying that there's they're starting an initiative to reduce the use of antipsychotics um, for patients with dementia. And antipsychotics are often used to um, calm patients with symptoms of agitation. Um, but the problem with is that they can also have very adverse side effects and they can cause falls. And falls are one of the number one causes of morbidity um, and injury in older adults. So anything we can do to reduce, reduce that is good. How did you get into this, this line of study, this line of work? Oh, well... Um, <laughs> I've been in working in aging research for over 20 years, and um, I wrote my dissertation on depression and cognitive decline. Um, my father had Parkinson's disease, and um, he generally had the physical symptoms until he unfortunately had a stroke. And once he had the stroke, the symptoms of dementia progressively got worse. So I have professional experience, but dementia is a very personal, was, was a very personal experience for me as a, um, somebody whose loved one experienced it. Sure. And, and just to reemphasize, one of the really fantastic things about your program, and especially working with Insight, is 
it helps the caregivers, and that yes. that 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 I mean, as 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 you know from personal experience, that can be the, the caregivers can can suffer some of the most devastating effects when the patients sometimes don't even know what's going on. Right. Could you talk just to emphasize how important that is to sure to um, the respite portion the, of it? <laughs> the respite portion, yeah. Um, when sometimes older adults will experience something called sundowning, um, and sundowning can lead to symptoms of confusion and wandering and agitation. And could you imagine trying to help somebody bathe or feed them dinner um, while they're experiencing sundowning? Um, the idea behind music and memory is to use the music and the playlist to help people calm themselves. Um, and what we found over the last 10 years is it makes a significant difference in the experience of the caregivers, um, not only because they can, they feel like they can get their own work done, but their work becomes more meaningful because they're able to offer something that's a relief to um, the person with dementia. And uh, one of the things we I, I want to mention also, we're really excited that um, Mason Music and Memory Initiative is, a, is one of the newest partners of RSVP. And one of the great things in relation to that is next week, uh, March 26th, I believe, we're having a special uh, volunteer info session at Insight Memory Care to talk about this program. And um, since, it is since it is a personalized approach, that means if you have... 40 or 50 people in a, in, a, in a room, that requires a lot of volunteers to, to help out, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, we're looking for 34 volunteers um, at a minimum, so we're hoping to get a good turnout next week. Now, let's talk a little bit about, uh, for, for the folks that uh, will hear more about this when they come to the meeting, but maybe for some folks who can't make it next week, talk a little bit about exactly what you're looking for in those volunteers, and then what will those volunteers be doing specifically? Sure. Um, well, we're looking for people who have their own transportation, um, that's primary, and um, can commit up to, at a minimum, six hours a week. So it would be two three-hour sessions on two different days. Um, and what they would be doing is going into the facility with an MP3 player. Um, they would have a checklist, then we would ask them to observe the person um, for about 20 minutes, and then give them the music. And while the person was listening to the music, we would ask them to observe if there were any mood or behavior changes, anything that might be different, and to note that. And then um, finally, after the music session is over, to sit with the person for a little while and just notice any kind of mood shifts or any changes. So the, imp the most important thing is just that people be able to um, make the time commitment. It's a seven-week study, so it will go on for seven weeks. But it, in reality, if the person is um, enjoying visiting the people that they're assigned to, they can continue to do, do the program even after the study is over. And at this point, is the majority of this volunteer work going to be happening at Insight Memory Care, or will there be other facilities in Fairfax County, or Northern Virginia, for that matter? Oh, great question. Uh, we, we serve, Alex, we're a program of volunteer Fairfax, Volunteer Arlington, and Volunteer Alexandria, so we cover the entire area. Yeah. Well, we're actually going into 20 different nursing facilities in the Northern Virginia area, so there'll be plenty of opportunities to serve. So for yeah. folks who maybe don't live conveniently near uh, Insight, like, like we are right now, uh, th th there's probably a place where, where yes. it is convenient where they'd be able to do that work. Is there any other type of uh, requirement or background requirements for folks that are going to be working in this program? 
Uh, no, just to, just honestly, um, the commitment to helping people is really what we're looking for. There is no need to have a background in psychology or social work or anything like that. Um, really just an, an honest interest in learning and helping other people. Uh, dementia uh, patients, do they relate better to any certain age group or does that make any difference at all? That's a good question. Um, not that I know of. Um, I mean, I, I think not that I know of. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I just thought. Um, so we have this 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 uh, info session next week. Again, it's Tuesday, March twenty sixth. You always see these great things um, on radio, television, and podcasts, and people say, "Don't try it at home." But we talked before the podcast, and this is something actually. If you follow some of the procedures, and there are websites where you can read about this, you actually could try this at home. Um, with your loved one or friend or, or what have you, uh, if you were a care, caregiver, and, and it possibly could, could make a difference? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I think the effects aren't just limited to people with dementia. But if you were going to try it at home, what I would recommend is rather than just making a playlist of music from a specific era, but if it's possible to ask the person what what songs were special to them and then to make them a playlist and if they're not capable of answering for themselves to ask um, to talk to their loved ones or anybody it's a beautiful gift that you can give somebody to make a list of their special songs um, and then to keep updating it every few months with new and different songs that might be special to them but um, it really is the the fact that the music is unique to the particular person that's meaningful and that does a elicit the response. So just to, to give one more plug for our info session at uh, Insight Memory Care to talk about the Mason Music and Memory Initiative, it'll be uh, March 26th at 3 p.m. Uh, for more information, you can go to rsvpnova.org or call Carly at RSVP at 703-403-5360. Insight Memory Care is located near Fair Oaks Mall off of Route 50, right outside the city of Fairfax. Uh, and and uh, it's a great organization. They do some amazing work over there, and, you, and, you'll, and you'll meet some, some wonderful people in the process. Uh, the, the event ought to last about an hour. An oh, hour, yeah, not about, even. About an hour. As long as people have questions. As long as people have questions. <laughs> if you haven't been to Insight Memory Care, it, it will give you a good, good opportunity to get a better idea of what goes on. So, Kristen, uh, and then the funding for these programs, the, the current, Kristen, the, the funding for the current program comes from? Uh, it comes from the Virginia Department of Medical Assistance Services. Um, and the interesting thing about this program is that if you introduce non-pharmacological interventions um, and they work, you may be able to reduce reliance on pharmaceuticals. That's a possibility. And if you reduce reliance on pharmaceuticals, and then there's a monetary savings. Um, you know, and it's an indirect relationship, but it's an important one. And it's one of the reasons why the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid were interested in reducing reliance on antipsychotic medication. You guys have been working with uh, Insight from the as far as the beginning yes. when George Mason in 2015. So, yeah. so Insight they, was the first facility to get on board with Music and Memory in Northern Virginia. Um, and they've been wonderful partners ever since. I think that music therapists would tell you that music can be therapeutic for any disease. Mm -hmm. um, I think the beauty of it when dementia symptoms, no matter how you got your dementia, um, music can touch you in a way that other therapies may not be able to. 
Well, thank you again for your time this morning. We look forward to uh, being over at Insight and meeting with you all next week on the 26th. It ought to be a great program. And uh, again, for more information on your program, where should they go? Uh, you can go to our website. It's Music Mem. So M U S I C M E M dot G M U dot E D U. Excellent. And we will also put a link to that on our website. So thank you again, Kristen, for for your time today. It was really great uh, finding out more about your program. Thank you for partnering with us. Well, thank you for having me. Well, thank you. And uh, again, thanks for everybody for listening. This is Rob Payne with RSVP. And on behalf of Carly and Janet and the entire team at RSVP Northern Virginia, thanks for everything you do. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great day.